0: Welcome to What Are We Singing? I'm your host, Trent Walker. I'm so glad you're joining me today. I have a special guest on. His name is Gary Keys, and he's from Belfast, Ireland. Now, Gary used to be on my worship team when I served as a worship pastor in the Washington, D.C. area, and Gary and I have stayed connected for a long time, and I'm so blessed to see what he's been doing today in serving the local body of Christ. He's been back home in Ireland for a long time, but He's been stateside in the U.S. now for about three years as a missionary to the U.S., and, and I, I can't wait for you to hear what he has to say to the body of Christ. I, I mean, this interview is good and gets better the, the further in it gets, so I don't tune out. I want to encourage you to stay to the, the end of it, and I just believe you will be so blessed by it. Let me also just say thank you guys for sticking with me through the interview times because, um, you know, I've, I've got a new program launching. I've got new music launching and I'm actually still in college. And so the interviews bless me a lot because for one, when I'm doing the song dives, it takes a little bit more time to put that content together and really do some research, which I love to do. But I'd love your feedback. I'd love to know if you're really enjoying the interview times because to me, I feel like I'm learning something and, and my heart is getting rekindled for what my purpose is here, what our purposes, for the kingdom of God and how we can do this thing better. With that, I wanted to add that there's a major portion of the beginning of this talk that Gary and I had that I'm actually going to reserve and put out just to my newsletter because it's in regards to a, a very vulnerable thing that Siobhan and I have been going through. Um, And it's regarding having a place to live. As many of you may know, we still don't have a house. We we are living out of our RV with our family of seven, uh, living at my in-law's house, kind of in between. It's kind of strange, kind of weird, and it's just really challenging, as as I am also learning that many people in America are having a really hard time with finding housing. Um, It's real. I am caught up in this as well, and I'm being Constantly encouraged daily with Psalm 37. Um, but it's real, it's what we're going through. And so I would love to encourage you if you haven't signed up for the newsletter to go ahead and sign up for that because maybe God's speaking to you in in in, in how do I ask this in how to give us wisdom. And as I feel like that's where Siobhan and I are at right now in praying for wisdom in how to move forward in getting a home in this day and age. Um, Anyways, that was my vulnerable bit. I want to go back to saying like I'm really excited about having Gary on today, and I did pull that portion out. It's only on our newsletter. I highly encourage you to listen to it, but for today's content, for what we're talking about with what are we singing, Gary and I get into really deep, good content about some of the songs that came out of Belfast decades ago and I can't wait for you to hear it so you get to hear exactly what I asked Gary and that was what are we singing
1: I haven't I haven't been in the RV in a long time so it's changed quite a bit
0: from the last time I was in it yeah I wonder Yeah, we had, uh, you know, all these walls were brown that you're seeing here. Yeah. Um, that color. Yep. Um, yeah, we renovated the inside of this whole RV. Well, except for the driver's seats, that still needs to be done. But we did it in 2019 before we moved to Kona. Wow. And we literally finished the last bit of paint that we were planning on doing. And then spent like one night in it and then got on a plane. And so when we back for five years. Yeah. Right. So when we got back in it, we, you know, and we've, we've been back a couple of times and done some trips in it, but, um, yeah, it's, it's really nice. We're really grateful for it, especially the fact that we, you know, kind of are taking advantage of the renovations that we did and the bed is really nice. And so, yeah, It's good. I wanted to bring you on to talk about um, what the title of the podcast is, is what are we singing? (laughs) You know, and I think that you, you you know, you've got a lot to say, Gary, and I want you to say what God lays on your heart. One of the reasons why I titled this song, this is simply because for my background, for my upbringing in the church, a lot of my faith was shaped around the songs that the church was singing when I was growing up. And so I, I often ask myself now being that, you know, I'm in my forties and I still do what I've always done, maybe just in a different capacity. I, I wonder what the church is singing today. I wonder what the, what the, I wonder what the words are from a practical sense, but I wonder what the spirit is, you know, like, I wonder where it's at. And I mean, in America today, like if you talk to anybody, it seems to me like, like the, the people of the church have agreed wholeheartedly that, you know, God has left America. And, and I'm like, I just, I refuse to believe that for one. And then specifically because I planned to have you on for this podcast I went and listened to, and just allowed myself to be saturated in the revival in Belfast album from Robin Mark, because I know that that's part of your history too. And I remember when this album came out. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I must have been in high school, but it was remarkable. Um, in Ireland, I would imagine I wasn't there, but in America, this song, these songs, like they, they, they meant something They were so deep and they had meaning and they had like, like passion to them. And, and I do believe it took the world by storm. You know, I'm talking about songs like days of Elijah yeah. and this song that I want to read a few of the lyrics to you because I want to mm-hmm. hear your thoughts on it for today. Um, This is revival, the song Revival on the Revival in Belfast. Yep. Listen listen to the lyrics of this one, Gary. I know the lyrics. Go ahead. <laughs> I want <read> <laughs> yeah. to read them though. I have to read them. Go ahead. I'm crying today read reading these. Okay. Um, sure as gold is precious and the honey sweet. So you love this city and you love these streets, every child out playing by their own front door, every baby la- laying on the bedroom floor, every dreamer dreaming in her dead-end job, every driver driving through the rush hour mob. I feel it in my spirit, feel it in my bones. You're going to send revival, bring them all back home. Um, for I can hear the thunder in the distance like a train on the edge of town. I can feel the brooding of your spirit, lay your burdens down. Oh, and then the second verse I have to read too. From the preacher preaching when the well is dry to the lost soul yeah. reaching for a higher high. From the young man working through his hopes and fears to the widow walking through the veil of tears. Every man and woman, every old and young, every father's daughter, every mother's son. I feel it in my spirit. I feel it in my bones. You're going to send revival, bring them all back home. And I I mean... This song touched me when I was so young and I had no idea the unrest, the spiritual unrest, the church unrest that was happening in Ireland, even at the time that these songs were written. And I read the lyrics now and I think, wow, when he says like to the baby lying on the bedroom floor, like babies weren't lying on the bedroom floor back then people were shooting guns through houses, you know, like there was insanity happening. I told my sons, I'm it like, was. there's another song that was really popular that came out at the same time. It was called Zombie by the Cranberries. And it Cranberries. spoke a different. Again, about Belfast. It's It there was, spoke. There was a actually different... another
1: song to come out. There was another song by a band called Spandu Ballet, who done true, but they'd done a song called Through the Barricades. Yeah. Well, I mean, Which I would game spoke about Belfast and Simple Minds wrote about Belfast. Everybody wrote about Belfast at that time. Yeah. But... Knowing Robin Mark, he didn't write this song about Belfast. He wrote the song about the world. Yeah. Although being based in Belfast, I remember leading this song in WCC. You were off on vacation. And Pastor Jack McKee was over. And I, ha- I ended up leading worship for whatever reason. God <laughs> only knows. But we led this song and it went into something. We ended up just singing the chorus for nearly 30 minutes. Yeah. And, and people were being ministered to because we're asking the Lord to revive us. We're asking the Lord, you know, if, if you're going to to me, if you're going to sing a song. Then you want the words of that song to speak over your life. Yeah. Like if we sing, oh, Lord, I'm falling on my knees and I'm standing with my hands in the air, then I'm not obeying the song. I'm not falling on my knees. So I really shouldn't. I, I had an old pastor friend that used to say, if you're going to sing it, do it. If you're not going to do it, stop telling yourself lies. (laughs) That's good. So, you know, this is like, I'm falling on my knees. Well, fall on your knees then. Yeah. Fall on your knees and and sing the song from your knees. Or the other song is, you know, Lord, Lord, break my heart for what breaks yours. I stop singing that line because I don't want to feel God's. I do and I don't. Could you imagine God crying over this world and and me asking, Lord, I want my heart to break for what breaks yours? That's a scary thought because I couldn't handle it.
0: That's true. So I just stopped singing. I stopped singing (laughs) that line. You know, Lord, I get to this song, Gary, and I think, I mean, I got to ask the question, like what, again, what are we singing today? Because these lyrics, they meant something. And I mean, when I, when I think about this, you're going to send revival, bring them all back home. Like it meant something. And I know that, I know, like you said, Robin Mark sang this for the world. And I believe the world received it. I believe people in the church globally received this. And we said, Oh, yes, Lord. But it was also real for those in Ireland. And so my big question now is like, what does revival even mean today? Like, I I don't think we have the depth of it that a song like this has. And to be honest, I don't I I really don't think the church. In America, would dare sing it if it were yeah. revival. I mean, and I know that's kind of crazy to say, but I think of like, for instance, you we we're not allowed to write words like "dead end job" in our worship songs today, no. you know, or "rush hour mob." We can't use those words, "mob." But and again, I just...
1: it's again, it's like the false teaching to me. When when you, when you say well, we can't listen to false teaching, well, it's the same in worship. We can't listen to. F- we're, we're, we're singing things over the church now that that tickles people's ears. Oh, man. You're, you're telling them what you want them to feel. Yeah. Or, you know, you, you listen to Elevation and, and they're, they're screaming, it might get loud. I want it to get loud. <laughs> I want church. That, that's that been, to me, this has been our problem. We haven't got loud. We've, we've went to church on a Sunday and we've sung a few hymns and we've listened to the pastor. We sing a couple of hymns and we go out the door and that's, our Christian walk done for, that's our good deed done for the day. Yeah. When that's not the Christian life, the Christian life's an everyday event. And if you want revival, and this is my thing, I don't think the church is ready for revival because in revival, similar to how we we both are living our lives right now, we're living by faith. We're trusting God for everything. Some people aren't in that boat. Yeah, no, you're right. You know, you've, you've got these these people that have got great jobs and, and they've got great homes and they're paying their ties and they're doing everything that the Bible tells us to do. But if God turned around to them tomorrow and said, hey, listen, I want you to give up everything. They're not going to do it. Yeah. Because they're wow. too comfortable. When God spoke to Lisa and I, he said, he didn't say go and sell everything. He says, give away everything. I remember a girl coming and lifting our dining room. We had a beautiful glass dining room table and six chairs. And she came, are you sure you don't want anything? No, the Lord told us to give it away. So it's yours. Wow. And, she, and her and her husband and they all, the kids all carried the diner. And she came knocking out can we give you something? No. Because <laughs> the Lord told me to give it away. Yeah, wow. Give it to somebody that needs something in the neighborhood. Give it, you know, give that money to somebody that maybe can't afford to pay for the shopping for the week. Yeah. If, if you're called to follow God, then you're, you're gonna say yes, no matter what God asks you to do. Yeah. Because you know, he's got, he's got our back. He's got it.
0: I hope you're enjoying this podcast as much as I am. For me, these are crucial things that I need to know to learn about from those who have gone before me. I wanna invite you to join me in a new program I've got coming out very soon called Worship With The Word. One of the most powerful ways that we have connected people to God in the church today is with worship music. We've got worship music everywhere. It's now playing at fast food establishments and grocery stores. So if worship music is so prevalent, then why has the State of the Bible report in the past two years been telling us that less people are reading and engaging with the Bible? My thought, we don't really know the word of God. Join me, Trent Walker, as we teach you a new way to worship the Lord called worship with the word. Sign up now to learn more about it at worshipwiththeword.com.
1: But when you're singing revival, Lord, send your revival. Are we really ready for a revival? Are we willing to give up everything to see God send a revival to the world? And yes, America, Ireland, UK, they all need Jesus right now. Yeah, very much. But singing these songs that we sing we're just tickling it's like the false teaching it's we're just tickling each other's ears (laughs) you know it's yeah yeah like it's it's the gritty songs like it is well with my soul well this guy's writing it and he's lost his kids yeah and in the pain he's writing it is it's still well because god i know you've got this wow it is well it's one of my favorite songs ever you know it is well with my soul but can we as Christians really sing it as well with our souls when everything else in the world's going on and we're putting it in front of God?
0: Yeah. You know, like I, I think to myself, like one of the things about that revival song and, and days of Elijah, for instance, I'm listening to him like, wow, these are songs we need today in our church. And it got me thinking about Moses and how I would you know, I th- I feel like the revival song is a lot like the song of Moses in Exodus chapter fifteen. It says that Israel saw great power that the Lord used against the Egyptians, so the people feared the Lord and they believed the Lord in this in, in the Lord and in His servant Moses. And then they sing a song. It's like kind of one of the first recorded worship songs out there. But it was it was sing to the Lord for He's triumphed glorious gloriously. The horse and the rider. He is thrown into the sea and I think like the revival song like there's something about it where it's like they're responding to a a season, maybe prophetically speaking into it, maybe not, but there's they're responding to like when he says like you're gonna send revival, you're gonna bring them all back home. you're gonna do these things and oh, I just I ask the Lord like Lord where are these songs today or, Maybe I'll ask you this question: Are is the preacher like he said in this song? The preacher preaching when the well is dry. Are are our are our churches today? Are we in an out of season moment? And what I mean by that is, like you said this earlier, uh, this is Second Timothy, chapter four. It says preach. Paul said to Timothy, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with complete patience and teaching. For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but have itching ears. They will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. As for you, always be sober-minded, endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist, and fulfill your ministry. So I ask you do you think the church is in an out of season moment right now or can there be revival even this year you know i i think
1: i think if 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 we break it down, let's break it down church when, when when we were doing church together in dc it was about the worship we didn't have a big band we didn't have the flashing lights and the smoke machines and the stage show and We had, it was literally raw every Sunday morning. It was, if your voice was good, it was good. If it was rough, it was rough. (laughs) It wasn't about us. It was about God. But now we're coming into churches that are smoke machines and lights and best of singers and professional musicians. And it's not about worship anymore. It's a show. Mm. In my eyes, it's a show. Now, you can go to, I go to concerts and I watch kids bouncing and lifting their hands and praising God. And then they come into their own church and they're standing with their hands in their pockets. And it's it's nothing. It's it's we don't have I, I don't want a concert experience every Sunday. I want raw worship. I want no. worship from the heart. I don't want to be listening to the track of my ears and then I'm copying out what's been that's glorified
0: karaoke. <laughs> glorified karaoke. <laughs> It really is. I had to translate that.
1: I, 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 oh, I remember we, we had a band <laughs> at one of our retreats and they played with multi tracks. And I asked them on the Sunday morning, hey guys, can you just step away from that, grab a couple of acoustics, and let's just worship? Wow. And they couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. Wow. They couldn't do it because they're so reliant on what's here and not what's from the heart. Yeah. And they struggled and they tried to start a song. And me and Pastor Mark were at the back. And He's looking at me and I'm looking at him. I says, Let's just start it. And it was Waymaker. And we just started singing. And the men started singing and no instruments. It was powerful. Yeah. It was so on, it was so good. It was like this is the worship I want people feeling from their hearts, not just singing something I hear in the radio on a Sunday. Yeah. And and it, even it because I've even been Lisa and I've been talking about what you you told us a couple of weeks ago, but actually singing what's in the word. Yeah. It's like when you talk about the song Uh Some Trust in Chariots and Some on Horses. I remember singing a, a similar song to that. And people <laughs> were excited. Some they were excited because ch- it's scripture. Yeah, you remember it's that song? Of God. I remember that song. Some, some may trust in ch- ch- horses. Some some horse we, we ch- will ch- trust in the name of our God.
0: <laughs> yeah, Shaman and I do that all the time. And, and,
1: and then you look at you look at <laughs> awesome God. You know, yeah. you're you're speaking of God's awesomeness. There's something about songs that that to me, if if I feel it's from the heart, it's a beautiful song where I can just take it down to acoustic and just yeah worship with an acoustic without the lights and the shows and the and the, the multi tracks and the any ears and just strip all that back and let's just sit in front of God. We're not giving we're not giving God the room to move one. This is why I think we're ready for revival. Could you imagine if God was actually let loose in the church? <laughs>
0: I don't know. I mean, like there are churches that I have been to in America today that actually are amazing. And I feel like that's the case. But there, to be honest, Gary, yeah, I, I agree to the to a, a large extent that I, I do feel like the Holy Spirit is not in the room. Like he's just like, yeah, I'm I'm not coming today. I don't know what you guys are doing, but I'm not yeah. coming.
1: Yeah, it's it's like, you know, <laughs> we have this whole service planned out. And I'm thinking to myself, well, what if what if God wants, wants to physically do or spiritually do something in this meeting? But we are so busy at this schedule. Yeah. That there's not. I remember doing a small group worship. We, don't, we do small group worship once a month. And I would grab the acoustic. And I'm not the greatest acoustic player. But we would just sit and sing. And a couple of musicians would turn up. And we'd just sit and play. But it's funny how God moves in them situations where he's free to do whatever he wants to do. Yeah. Where... You know, we put a chair in the middle of the room and, and somebody is maybe feeling sick. We'll all get around them and we'll sing around them and wow. we'll pray around them. And that to me is what the church is about. We're there to pray for each other. We're there to help each other. We're there to sing over each other. You know, it's 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 a different world. It is a yeah. different world of what it was. Like well, in the church and I grew up in, there was the stage band and then there was everybody else in the front pews playing accordions and banjos and guitars. And... And and in that mess, it sounded so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. These
0: people well, I just mean, turned
1: up and shared their gift and went away and, and sung songs that, that meant something.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I wonder what's the way forward? You know, what's the way forward for the church? What's the way forward for the worship leader? And because, yes, you're right. There is kind of a worship, I, I would feel like locked in. You know, sometimes the worship leader isn't the one in charge, really, and they're just leading the music. And so they don't kind of know. And, you know, it, I, it definitely does not feel, but this is when God moves the most. Right. And and it's like when when it's not us. And, and I also recognize, too, I mean, like you live in a city that I used to live in that is a very busy city like people have time as it is is a a short commodity they're driving hours to work in city they're paying exorbitant amounts on their tiny places to live because that's where they live and and uh and there's just not much time and you know the yeah the days that i grew up in and those days where we would have revival meetings and to be honest like I've been a part of a lot of these revival meetings. I mean, think about what Asbury did this year. Like Asbury yeah. had a massive revival. Um, but I remember sharing this with our, our home group because it was happening at the time. And I told them, and again, this may be pretty bold what I'm about to say, but I said, I don't think it's a revival yet. Yeah. And here's why. My opinion So I know there's a lot more revival theorists out there and, and biblical scholars and history, you know, Bible history buffs and stuff like that. But as I see a revival, a revival has key uh, ingredients to it that spill over into community change. So when I think of, for instance, the revival in Belfast, well, I think that was very much revival because for one, it spilled over way beyond its local borders. It was a song that it it were songs. It was, it was songs that, that largely woke the church up and made impact change in communities. I mean, you know, when you think about like what I believe a revival should lead to is an awakening, you know, like an awakening would be where, people who are not a part of the body of Christ are changed, are, are made brand new. There's healings, salvations, miracles. Uh, the widow and the orphan are taken care of, you know, and maybe we just don't see these things very much anymore, but I would say that those would be the indicators of revival. Now, I also think that revivals are, are I should say, revivals are like um birth pains like contractions like they're yeah. and i think we're seeing more of these i believe in these last days that we're seeing more revivals and i believe <laughs> we're going to see more revivals because i believe as as evil increases so does the glory of god um if we let him, if we let him. but but these are my big questions like where are the songs that are capturing that spirit and heart are you guys singing them because i don't know if i'm hearing them i'm not hearing songs like this for sure yeah, yeah, and uh i mean think of days of elijah like oh my gosh well, I, I was i i'm we're barred from singing that we can't sing the only one that's, which that's is a shame a... why well, it, it, yeah, is it, it just it's the ma- style but the when we say like I, I would say if anybody bars that song, like I need to ask them, what's the theological precedence for barring that song? Mm-hmm. Because it's as just, I look it's, at it's it, it's a 80s or 90s failure. It's not, you know, it's not for the church. It's more for the church today than it was when it was written, which is silly to me, because, you know, if any musician today said to me, well, you know, to be a real musician, and passionately love musician, you really need to not listen to anything from the eighties because that's not real music. I'm Like, are you kidding me? You're yeah. a fool. You're literally a fool. You need to listen and know everything. And those songs from the eighties were just as I don't care about style. I mean, yeah. I would say I, like
1: I I, I I care about words. But if if you look if you look at every every decade of of our world has had a sound. The sixties had a sound. The seventies had a sound. The 80s, the 90s, the, the, the 2000s, they all had their own, like the 80s was all the new romantics and, and all the, like, the punk. and all. They all had a sound and the Christian church was exactly the same. I remember growing up in, in, in the 80s in church when it was March for Jesus and everybody was getting blokes and they were going around Belfast and they were, our our, our church had this really beautiful free spirit where they would dance and, and they would enjoy the worship and I remember us putting a band together and and playing in the back of a float, and I was doing percussion and and my drum tutor was playing drums and my cousin was playing bass, and we were singing these songs with the like revival and they were dancing, and and the back of our float there was hundreds because there was a freedom in Christ when when worshiping if we had that back rather than you know it's the worship sets fifteen minutes and we'll sing these three songs and. And we'll get down off, the, and then the preacher'll get up, and that to me is not church anymore. That's that's a a, a, a formal meeting. That's not yeah. Giving but the there's boss not the, not the everybody.
0: Dog. If the spirit's not there, then the music's not going to be great either. No, you no. know, so it's going to be another.
1: It's going to be another sing song. But yeah. here's what the here's what I believe and we're talking about revival. Here's what the, the I believe the Lord showed me a couple of years ago. He showed me these little pockets of fire starting all over america all over the uk and eventually they're co- all going to come together in one large bonfire
0: hmm. wow
1: have you ever watched a bonfire sparks fly off and start lighting all around yeah the bonfire. and that's what i believe is going to happen i believe that that you know I, and this is probably very controversial but i believe the lord let coronavirus happen for a reason
0: What Are We Singing is a listener-supported podcast. It's a ministry of Trent and Siobhan Ministries. The fact that you're listening to this podcast right now and getting value from it blesses me so, so much. I just want to ask a few things. Would you be willing to pray for Trent and Siobhan Ministries as we continue to serve and resource the Kingdom of God and inspire others to walk in their calling with the things that God has laid on their heart? As we purpose to teach and train, as we purpose to get out into the world and make a difference, would you pray for us? And if the Lord lays it on your heart, we would love for you to go visit Trentonshavon.com or worshipwiththeword.com and prayerfully consider making a contribution to this ministry. Your giving goes directly to serving this new project called Worship With The Word as we are purposing to build a school where we can teach and train the worshiper and the musicianary. I believe the Lord
1: let coronavirus happen
0: for a reason. Hmm. Everything was stopped.
1: Couldn't play football. Couldn't watch our games anymore. You have more time to get closer to God, but did we use it to do that? Probably not. <laughs> yeah. We probably, but we have more yeah. time. Wow. Where where people weren't filming movies and and you know you were watching a lot of reruns, but we have more time to get to know God better and become closer. And be ready for this great. I believe there is a great awakening coming, but the church needs to be ready, and we're not. Yeah. And I, but I think in, in, in a small group manner, in small house churches, and, 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 you know, we went, you, you put a on 2017, I think it was 2017 when we hooked up again, you put on a, a small show in the back of John and Julie's garden. And I remember that night going, And we got to talk to a couple and we got to pray for a couple. That's what church is. Yeah. It's during worship. God puts something in your head. You go over and you start ministering because the spirit's flowing from the worship. And it just makes it easier for the Holy Spirit. He melts the heart. He makes it easier to pray and get ready. And people swoop in and they pray and, and, you know, swap phone numbers and say, hey, listen, if you're in trouble, call me. Yeah. We are the church. We are the body. We're his hands and feet. Well, if, we, if we're saying we're his hands and feet, then we need to be his hands and feet. We need to go out and do something. Yeah. And revival to me is not going to happen unless the church wakens up and says, hey, we're if we're God's hands and feet, then we physically have to go out and make a change. Yeah. We well, have to go out and, and sit in a park bench and, and play some worship music and share a testimony and, and watch what God does. Yeah. Rather than... You know, put this big show on and bring people and make them happy for an hour, and then they go home. And then they're going back into their their lifestyle, whatever their lifestyle. They're going back to pick that skeleton up in the closet. We're not dealing with issues. We're just yeah. letting them letting them hear what they want to hear, worship or word. We're letting them hear what what tickles. We're not talking about hell. We're not talking about heaven. We're not talking about the devil. Oh, that don't we don't want to touch that stuff. That's biblical stuff. We need to talk about the devil. You know, if, if I'm doing something and I'm not getting attacked, then I'm not doing it right. <laughs> yeah. I should be under attack all the time because the devil should be trying to stop me doing what God wants us to do in this world.
0: Wow. Yeah. I mean, you, you again, like I, I've heard a lot of believers say that, you know, a great persecution is coming. Um, But, you know, when I read these, when I read a, a lyric to this song, I, like the lyrics are, Oh, I can hear the thunder in the distance, like a train on the edge of town, but he's speaking. He he's like, it's like he's saying, but the spear of the Lord is there too. Yeah. It's like, I, I told, you know, I I've heard so many people, Gary, that it drives me completely bonkers. I don't want to hear it anymore, but I think it's because people feel it. And so they want to be the first one to say, Oh, 2024 is going to be a, a rough year or a whatever, or there's a storm coming. And I'm like, well, yeah, there may be, but wasn't it Jesus that said to the storm, peace be still. And I'm like, okay, Lord, I want to see worship songs like this again, that say the spirit of the Lord is among us. Let's let's follow him. And, uh, man, I just don't, I don't know if I'm hearing it right now. I'm, I can't well, it's find funny. it.
1: When, when we were talking, when I was we were talking about doing this, and I looked, I came into work this morning and I, I looked up, what's the top 20 songs being sung in the UK and Ireland right now? And not one of them is before 2000. I'm sorry, they're all before 2000. There's nothing after 2000. They're singing the revival. They're singing, uh, people How are Deep crying the out for, for us. It. You know, all, yeah. all Who Are Thirsty, another fantastic song. You know, all these older yeah. songs, Hear Our Praises from Hillsong, which I used to love. It's, you know, there'll be dance. You know, you're talking about persecution. There's been persecution coming since Jesus left. Wow. We've all been persecuted. You know, where there's a storm coming. And, you know, this is how I've learned on this journey that, that we're on. There might be a storm coming, but I don't, I if, listen, if Jesus was asleep in the boat, <laughs> that tells me something. That's so good, Gary. I love if, it. If, if he's sleeping through this storm, then why should I worry about it? Amen. Because he's in control.
0: Wow.
1: Yes. So that hit me every time. It was the same as Peter getting out of the boat. It took a lot of courage to get out of the boat. But as soon as you took your eyes off Jesus, you sink. So that that's another great lesson. Don't take your eyes off Jesus.
0: Wow. Stop. So stop.
1: Stop. Put the blinkers on and just walk forward. Wow. It's when all these other distractions keep coming in. We lose focus. Oh, Lord, we were praying this morning. Some of the guys were praying, Lord, help me to focus more on you. Help me to not worry about the storm. I know there's a storm. I can hear the storm outside, but am I worried? No, because Jesus is in control. And if he's in control of my life, then that storm means nothing to me.
0: Yeah, these are the songs I want to be singing today in the church. And yes, like, it's funny that you say that. I have a friend whose name I won't mention because he's, a pretty influential person uh but he he said to us last year he was like can we well i think maybe it was privately he just goes trent i i don't know how else to say this but can we not sing any songs from like the last 20 years yep. like either go way back or write write something new because and i get what he was saying because of the fact that it's like There is something that came in, you know, a lot of these people that I'm interviewing for this podcast, a lot of the things I'm talking about legitimately is coming from a position of having been a full time vocational worship pastor before the worship industry really kind of existed. Yeah. And I'm fairly young for that group of vocational worship pastors. Most of them are. Pastors today and not leading worship anymore. And very few of them are still leading worship because as I joked about it, I, I was like, Man, when I was when I was in my young twenties, it was unheard of to lead worship in a large church. Yeah. Um, and now that I'm in my mid forties, it is unheard of. For a man in his mid forties to and lead, lead worship, to worship in a large church. Everybody's in their thirties. leading worship Because there's such a, a push towards this industry movement. And yet I'm not, I'm not hearing the fire or the passion with it. And of the ones that I hear the fire and the passion with, I'm like, huh? Okay. God, is it just me getting older that I'm seeing things? Or maybe I'm like, eh, you know, but I, but I, I, I think that my 40 year old kind of eh is legitimate because I have, young teenage boys who legitimately kind of look at the worship industry and worship music today and they're kind of like eh. and i'm it's like a business oh bud it's a and business I'm like i told my boys i'm like bud this is this breaks my heart because you never were supposed to be given some industry push of music yeah i want and i tell them i'm like oh i want you to I mean, it's way different than when I was in my young twenties and my teens, like I wasn't allowed to listen to secular music, but today I kind of tell my boys, like, I want you to listen to good music. I want you to listen to music that moves you. And I want to listen to music that breaks against the norm. And if you ever feel in your spirit that this is like vanilla or beige, you know, I want you to let me know because you're supposed to speak fire and truth and the word of God. That is like the double-edged sword that, that divides between spirit and marrow and bone. And, and that, that's not something that is, um. it's just not sung much today.
1: It's not, but it's, it's, if you look at the music and I heard, uh, I can't remember who said this, but it's, if you can't make it in the world industry music, you but you you'll make it on Christian because oh, and, and it's because it's it's turned into a business. It's turned into big shows. People go out and pay a hundred dollars for a ticket, and I'm thinking to myself, could you imagine Jesus rolling into town and saying, <laughs> "Hey, you can't come and hear me preach unless you pay a hundred dollars to get in"?
0: That's yeah. the
1: bunkum. It's rubbish. So it's 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 become this big, huge charts and Dove Awards and Grammys, and it's all about. Well. Wow. What do you get out of it rather than what you put into it and what we should be getting out of it. So what do you That's, think the way I, forward? I, is? I, I I think I think, you know, just grabbing I, I miss the old days of just grabbing a guitar and there's maybe a drummer in the room. I actually remember I think you were leading. It was a Wednesday night. I was playing bass and I think uh Marcus rolled in the church. He was Anita's brother. He was a drummer. Oh, yeah. And he went down to the he car so and got a six and sat down and we were singing uh, My Jesus, My Savior. So he just the Lord. started playing. And I was like, man, you can play. This is pretty good. <laughs> that's the sort of church where you just feel. He felt the spirit leading him to go up and play drums. Yeah. And he just, and he played and, and it was beautiful. And it just sort of filled, it filled the room with a, a wee bit of extra fragrance. Yeah. And that's what worship is. It's, it's a fragrance. It's it's something we we smell and, and we want to feel part of, but we're not getting that anymore. And and I think I think to the point of I want the older worship leaders back, that knew oh, how to lead too. worship properly. Uh, they, they knew that if they're singing a song and they feel the spirit going into something complete, they they took it there. Yeah, we don't take it. We don't go there anymore. We just no, we songs and like what you're saying.
0: Down. What you're saying is we're missing the authority. We're missing God in, this, in our in, churches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's... you say it a lot more truthfully and bluntly, but yeah, like those who have the authority in the Lord to speak the words of the Lord. And yeah, I, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I would say way forward stuff. Like I I firmly believe like going back to the basics and that's why, like I said, when yeah. I said to your churches, I was like, I, I am going after to my own detriment, right? Cause I know that I know what I ought to do is I ought to put out another cute worship album and pitch it to churches and get a band together to make it sound like Phil Wickham and all of these popular things. But I specifically am going after simple acoustic and just the word of God. And I know, I mean, even, even yesterday I put something, together that was just it, bl- it blessed my spirit I was writing a, a song that I've, I've got coming out later this year and it's just Proverbs 3 5 and 6 that's it like I didn't yeah. add words to it didn't take words away from it that's what the song will be and that, that one will come out. <laughs> but then I I could not help to just sing on this song because I was telling Siobhan about it later like what happened in this RV, in this holy, hallowed, sacred space of this RV, I I was singing that scripture, which is very much a, an exhortation scripture. Proverbs 3, 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart. The beginning of the passage says, my son, don't forget my teaching. It's an exhortation. So it's not as much of a worship song, though it is a passage very dear to my heart and a passage very dear to many people's hearts. But as I finished the song and just to my own time with the Lord, I began to say, Lord, I trust, I trust in you. I, I put my trust in you. And then the most amazing thing happened. I looked at those first few verses that said, my son, do not forsake my teaching. Do and, 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 and don't forget to keep my commandments. And then I started responding to it. And I said, Oh my father, I will not forget your teaching. I will not forget to keep your commandments. And I responded, Oh, and, and this is what the word of God does. This is what I want to see in the church. Like I am really very frankly, I'm I am very tired of church as usual. I, I'm very tired of writing. A worship song that sounds like chat GPT could write it, Gary. Yeah. I'm done. I'm tired of that.
1: That's that's so freaky that that you can put a few words on the computer and it'll throw a song out at you and you're like, but it's not coming from here. It's not coming from the heart. It's it's if we've got the heart of God, then we should be putting out songs that that get people on their feet that make them want to realize, listen, follow Christ. That's that's our goal. But yeah. we're a movement. We're a movement. And the church ain't moving anywhere right now. <laughs> yeah,
0: wow. Well, oh
1: God, it's, it's save us. I, I, yeah. I say this, and I'm, I'm going to be very careful what I say here because we are going to. But there's certain religions you wouldn't go and ask because you would get a flat no. And then you come to the Christianity. Well, yeah, I think that's okay. Let's just go with that. We're not standing on the word. Wow. We're not, you know, Jesus threw up uh, the tables in, in the house of the Lord. Yet I go into churches every week and they're selling merchandise and they're doing this and they're doing that and they're you know going to buy our coffee. And I'm like, what difference is this for me going to the mall on a Sunday? It's not it's it's church is not about selling your t-shirt or selling your coffee. It's it's giving away the free word of God, whether in song, wow. in word, in prayer, in us being the church that God called us to be. Wow. And we haven't took a stand on a lot of things. And we are a walkover, and a lot of and, and a lot of things. You know, there's a lot of issues. God was Jesus was all about justice. There's no justice in Christianity today. We're not standing up. You know, you, you maybe get the March for lifers, so They'll go out once a year and 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 march. And but what's what what ultimately happens? Nothing changes. Yeah. Yet you have a crowd of Christians who who every single day in Belfast, go outside this abortion clinic and preach the word of God. They're, they're not forceful. They just preach the word of God. And and I've heard stories of, of girls coming out because they've heard something and they've walked out. I can't do this because I heard you say, "Wow!" you heard me tell the truth. There's something about the truth. There's something, it, it, what, what's the old song Uh, about Jesus having the sweetest name I know Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. You know, hearing these things about happen. That name. That's, yeah, something about that name. Was that Andre Crouch? I can't remember who wrote that. It yeah. could well be. It could well be. Or mm-hmm. or even the other one. Um, what's the other one? Uh, or maybe it was Jesus, is the, Jesus is the answer. Oh, you know, You're standing singing Jesus, Andre Crouch. Great song. Yeah. But those words are telling you that no matter what's going on in your life, Jesus is the only answer. Yeah. And if you're preaching that and you're teaching that, and we're in the world outside of places that, if we have actually made a stand as Christians, things might be a wee bit different. Wow. But we need to wait. I, I'm not for the, work, the woke world, but I we need the Christians to wake up. Wake up and smell the coffee, people. We are the move of God, and if we're not moving, What can I say? That's can, so.
0: Powerful. If we're
1: not, if, if we're not moving, what's what's going on in the church? Are we just showing up to have? It's more. It's more community now. It's more. Oh, I can meet my friends on Sunday and I can hang out. And we'll go out for lunch, and they're they're all great things. But if you're not teaching the word outside of your house, if you're not telling people in your street, hey, I'm a Christian and I stand for Jesus. Stand up, stand up for Jesus, you soldiers of the cross. Come on, you know what are we doing then? We're just yeah. we're literally breathing. Oh, what's it worth if we're not doing it for Christ? What's what's how can anybody get on in this world without God? Wow, I I the things that people go through. I've I've seen drug addicts. I've I've seen drug addicts come to Christ through worship. I played in a worship band for ten years, and and we didn't have the multi tracks. We just played old, older worship songs, songs that actually meant something and and would let the spirit move. And I've seen me come off the stage and start praying for people. That's what worship does. It opens this, this veil and it brings you into the holy of holies. And it gives you the chance to step away and start doing what God wanted us to do, help change people's lives. Wow. That's what worship is to me. And if we're not worshiping in that way where I can just set down my guitar and walk off a stage and start praying for somebody and the band don't miss me because this is what we're called to do. You know, somebody else just jumps on the bass or somebody else jumps and we, we start coming down and there's maybe only one person leading worship because God's doing something. I want to go to a church where God's doing something. Wow. Where people get ministered to and get healed and get prayed for and they go out changed. And they want to go out and and start moving for God instead of moving for ourselves and doing, you know, I've never been, I've never been comfortable up front. I've never been that, oh, I'm a I'm a star. I hate that word. But you know, you you become the worship resident worship leader and everybody's looking to you. I don't want to be that. I just want to be the guy worshiping God and God gets to move. Yeah, right. We're starting fires, we're starting little fires, fires will burn. When you, when you get all the sparks together, there's one great fire. And we need a lot more sparks in the Christian world.
0: Well, Gary, I love it, man. I love every word you've said. I couldn't agree more. I I, <clears throat> I think that we, we need to pray to those ends. And I, I do believe, like, I am one that says, I am not afraid of the storm that's coming. I am so excited to be in a place where I know that God is using me as a a pastor worship leader speaker to to say that to people and to to sing that over people that that the spirit of the lord can transcend all of that and and it's i'm i love it well thanks man thanks for having having you on i love it we'll get you back on again soon it's just such a treasure and you and i could talk for hours which i love that man So anyways, we'll
1: just start singing for ours as well.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, I'll catch you later. All right, bro. Be safe. Yep. God bless. Join me next week as I interview a friend of mine who is a missionary in Costa Rica and also runs a company that resources the body of Christ at large in coaching worship leaders. He has a remarkable story that I can't wait to share with you. And I'm going to ask him the same question I do everyone else. That is, what are we singing?